0: Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Guybe. Good afternoon, folks. The great Matt Guybe here again with you at the Kingdom Corner Podcast on a beautiful, beautiful Pacific Northwest day. It's still a bit hot. We're in the midst of a heat wave, but we will weather the storm. Now, I wanted to get into episode two that I'm so excited to share with you today. We went through episode last week, number one, Unity, the Antidote to Chaos. Unity, the Antidote to Chaos, brought to you from Ephesians 4, and this is part two. And by starting off today, I wanted to just read the verses, the real verses we're going to hopefully really touch on today verses 8 through 16, but I need to go back into part of the first portion of chapter 4 to bring out some salient points. So with that in mind, I'm just going to start and read the whole chapter, starting at Ephesians 4, chapter 1, and we're going to read through verse 16. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation Wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Verse 4 There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father, above all and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the Spirit of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saint, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13, until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sleight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Verse 15, But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. There it is, folks. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. Last week, we were in verses 1 to 7. Today, we hope to start verses 8 and go on through 16. However, we'll just take it as it comes. I have so many thoughts, so many things that I believe the Spirit has impressed upon me. And the first thing that caught my eye today, I want to, well, we'll just do some review first. Last week, we talked a bit about what unity was how unity and oneness, you see in those verses 3 to 7 there, the word one is mentioned seven times, that oneness and unity are synonymous. We talked about what those words meant and how it means accord, how it means singleness of action, how it means continuity, how it can also mean peace, harmony. And then we talked about different words that were the opposite of that, discord, infighting, fighting disharmony you can go back and listen to episode one to get the all my full word study on that as many of you know if you've been on the podcast very long you know i'm a word person i'm a word nerd so anyway we started out with that defining that and then we talked about being called to a vocation which is meaning an invitation is what that basically means in the greek or a calling like you're being called like mom calls you for dinner, you know, when you're a kid. You are being called to take part, and I believe the whole chapter bears this out when we study it and we get into it more. You are being called to come into God's kingdom family and work with the rest of the kingdom members to bring about oneness and unity in the body of Christ. You are called, I like to think of it, we are called as a team of God, to seek out and win a trophy. Just like right now, I believe they're in the midst of the hockey players, haven't watched much of it, of who's going to win that, what is it, the Stanley Cup. That's the trophy all those teams are after. Well, our team, God's team, which you have an invitation to be upon the team, is seeking the trophy of unity. That's what we're seeking, and there's reasons for that. We're going to explore that more. I think, this. I think, unless I'm wrong, that we're going to go another week here on this topic of unity and oneness in the body of Christ, of seeking the trophy of unity. That's what we all want to seek. And we started out last week, and we talked a lot of one ingredient for the team to work together in, in harmony and unity and accord is meekness and humility. Remember, we talked about the three sons of thunder, Peter, James, and John. They all ran to Jesus one day, and they wanted to be number one, and you know, the first one in line with the Lord, the Lord's bestest buddy, so to speak. And what did the Lord say to them, Jesus? He said, if you want to be first, you have to be last, you know. And that's the opposite of a lot of things that were, you know, as athletes were taught, and yet We know that the best championship teams, even though they might have had a star player or two, they all worked in harmony. They worked together. No one person always dominated. You know, even Michael Jordan in his day as a basketball player, I don't think he dominated every play there was. I mean, I remember watching, they had a special on him, you know, The Last Dance, and we watched that here this past spring, and you know... He was, in a couple games there that were real critical games in the championship, he was feeding the other guard, a really good shooting guard, but he didn't have the talent. Michael did, but he was feeding him because the guy could shoot. His name was, I think his name's John Kerr. He's a coach. His last name is Kerr, anyway. I don't know about the first name. And that guy was making basket after basket because Michael Jordan would give the ball up to him. And so we're talking about coming together, and this phrase came to me, As I was studying for this lesson, we're seeking a trophy of unity, right? As the church of Jesus Christ, as the living, breathing, holy temple of God that we are corporately. I love that. I've talked to you a lot about that. So we're called, we have this vocation. You're called to be on the team. And remember last time, if you listened, how everybody can be on God's team, but not everybody wants to be, and we hide from that, unlike when we're kids and we all want to be. On the neighborhood softball team, but sometimes we're not chosen or we're chosen last and we feel bad. Everybody can be chosen for God's team, but the real point is we have to choose to be chosen and sometimes we hide. Don't we hide from that? We don't want to be chosen. Moses, in some ways, didn't want to be chosen to be the deliverer. He said, I can't speak God. So God said, Okay, I'll figure it out. We'll let your brother speak for you. See, there you go. We'll answer that. So we need to choose to be chosen to be on God's team seeking a trophy of unity. We're seeking a trophy of unity. Okay, let's go on. Let's see what else I have. So you're called, and it's a holy calling. It's something to be embraced. It's, a, it's something that we're called, a calling to embrace the kingdom of God and all that's involved with that. And that isn't sitting in some pew or hiding away somewhere, or just sitting on your butt, you're called to be a soldier of action. The calling to be a kingdom soldier, a kingdom team player, is a call of action. And I've already gone 10 minutes with the introduction. But I wanted to go back, I read the whole passage today, 1 through 16, we want to get into verses 8 on, but I just had to pull out some other scriptures here. And we might have to wait to get into what the body of this, verses 8 through 16, for another time, because I, you know, I don't want to take too long trying to do too much in one episode, because there's so much here. The verse 3 of chapter 4 was highlighted to me this week. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in what? The bond of peace. Let's read that again. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The team that God has called to seek the trophy of unity must endeavor to keep unity. Endeavoring. Endeavoring is an intense word. Endeavoring is spuadzo or spuadzo, to give diligence to, to labor and exert energy or make haste towards something. We're endeavoring. We're doing it with all of our hearts, seeking to do what? Not to be number one, or not to stand out as, you know, the star player on the team, though we may be one of the stars, but we want to keep unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Bond is an interesting word. It has to do with the ligaments of the body, like being ligaments, how they're brought together to pull on your knee or your joints so you can walk or your hand so you can make different motions with it. They have to work together, or being bound together like in a bundle. Remember in Ecclesiastes 1 verse says, A three-cord bond is not easily broken. So, endeavoring to keep the bond or the band could be another translation of peace. Okay? Now, let's talk about this word peace because you know what? Why it's highlighted to me today or this week is peace is synonymous with unity and oneness. Peace is synonymous with unity and oneness. And with that, Let's see, I want us to just touch on Romans 10.17. You know, this is the Kingdom Corner broadcast, by the way, or podcast. And Romans 10.17 says, For the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God's team is involved in this. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace. There's that word peace again. And joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom, the Basilia. The Basilia means like a realm of rule or power. It talks about royalty. It's not it can be literal or it can be figurative. And in this sense, we're talking about the power of God literally from heaven, but it's figurative. We're doing, it's not involving making some physical building or physical castle, but it's a realm. It's something we carry within us. We carry the Basilia, the realm of His dominion and power, with us wherever we go. Okay? We're in the bond of peace. We're carrying righteousness, peace, which brings unity, and joy. Why? In the Holy Spirit, in the realm of His Spirit. That's where the realm of that power is. That's what we're carrying. We're carrying that peace that's going to bring unity and oneness. That's what this chapter is about. Those things were highlighted so much to me. Endeavoring, doing everything we can to keep the unity, you know, the oneness, the singleness of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And then we read Romans 10, 17, The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, meaning it's not human things. It's not things of this world, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Again, like this other verse says, "The spirit of bond and peace of the spirit and the bond of peace in the spirit it comes from the Spirit of God, and we carry it with us as a unified army, seeking, like I said, the phrase I coined, the trophy of unity in the body of Christ." That's where everything has to start from. That's where we have to start when an army gets together and they begin to train and they begin to go to boot camp like my father did as a Marine, they don't know what they're doing. SEALs, probably the most powerful fighting force, small force on the earth, they don't know necessarily what they're doing. But they learn through hardship and trial and being together, they learn to work together as a team. They learn to work together as one. And that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about bringing peace and bringing unity. Okay? Let's look at some more scriptures on peace, and then I have another thought about that. And we might have to be done today; might not even get into verse eight through sixteen, but maybe we can just touch on that. John sixteen thirty three, Jesus said, "I have come that you might have peace, because in this world you'll have tribulation." See, He wants to bring us peace. He wants to bring us unity. He wants to bring us harmony. Right now in the world, we see tribulation. Like we talked about last week, we gave a comparison that there was chaos in the world. There was disunity. There was fighting and infighting. But Jesus came to be the author of peace, and we can carry that with us. It talks about Colossians 2.19 being nourished and ministered to, having our joints and bands knit together. That's another scripture we could go with endeavoring to keep the unity to the band of peace or bond of peace. You know, bind together in that. Colossians 3.14, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness or completeness. It's a band of love. It bands us together. Let's look at some more peace scriptures, though. Ephesians 6.15, and we're going to get to these more later. Have your feet shod with peace. Shod with peace. What does that mean? You know, that's the whole picture there. If you go in Ephesians 6, I don't know, remember exactly where it starts, but I touched on verse 15 because it has to do with peace. Feet shod with the preparation of peace. Why would your feet need to be shod? Because we're carrying peace. What does peace have to do with feet? It means we're not standing still or sitting in a pew doing nothing, but we're moving forward. We're moving out to bring peace. Romans 10.15 also parallel Scripture to that. It really says it well. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings. We, are the, as the army of God, are to attain a trophy of unity and bring peace to the world. Okay, that's our calling. That's our vocation. That's what I'm talking about today. The next picture I have for you is, uh, I want to talk for a minute about Solomon. Solomon's name meant peace. Solomon brought unity and harmony to Judah and Israel, but not only them. I mean, and he came to power after David had conquered the throne and was the man of war. And you remember even David wanted to build God a temple. He says, no, your son Solomon will build me one because you had blood on your hands, basically. Solomon was the king of peace with a 40-year reign. His name meant peace. And peace, really, when you look at that word in the Hebrew and the Greek, it's such a full, full word. It basically means total abundance in every area of one's life. And that's what God wants for this world and God wants for the church, total abundance, total harmony, you know, the opposite of what we're seeing now. Total unity. And that's what Solomon not only brought that to Judah and Israel, but he brought it to the whole world. You can read the first Kings chapter 10 is a really good example of this. One of the most wealthy and well-known leaders in the world at that time, the Queen of Sheba, had heard about Solomon and was so taken back by what she heard, she had to come visit him. And, you know, it says she wanted to test or prove him. Almost When you read into those scriptures, it's almost as if she could hardly believe what she was hearing about the kingdom that Solomon had established in peace and harmony and riches and abundance and all the great wealth that they had in crops and animals and gold and silver. And it says in verse 5 that after she observed all these things, his servants, the way his household was set up, even the curtains in his dining hall and all these other things, That she was faint of spirit, or really that means she was breathless. She was speechless. She was speechless is a better way of saying it. So Solomon is an example. It's a type for us today. Solomon, the, the man of peace, which is a type of the Christ who brings peace. And a type of, actually, the church who is meant to bring peace and unity. Uh, Solomon brought peace to the world, leadership to the world. And another thing that's connected with peace and harmony and bringing unity, I want to bring this in because outside of Jesus Christ, we recognize Solomon as the wisest man on earth. Of course, Jesus was the wisest, and Solomon's the type of Jesus. And I want to read a scripture as we get ready to kind of go on the stretch run here and finish up for today. I want to read this. This is so powerful. It's just so many things hit my heart today, connecting unity and peace. And now we're going to connect another word, because when we think of Solomon, we think of wisdom. James three thirteen, and we're going to read till about 18 or so. Who is wise and understanding among you? So who's wise, okay? By his good life, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Remember what we talked about last week? If you want unity, you have to be humble and meek, right? We'll show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Verse 14, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, like the sons of thunder when they came to Jesus, do not boast and be false to the truth. This kind of wisdom is not such as comes down from above. It's not the kind of wisdom that seeks to strive in the flesh and Be number one and compete with this person or that and push the other out of the way. That's not the kind of wisdom that comes from above. This wisdom is not such as comes down from above. But this wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and evil vile practice. Think of that. Think of the world we're in today. Unity, the antidote for chaos. Unity is the antidote for all these things of the flesh he's talking about here in James. Now listen to this, but the wisdom from above is first pure, remember how wisdom what we talked about? Then peaceable, all right? That's what we're talking, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits without uncertainty and insincerity. And the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. God is calling us as an army as a team of god in the living breathing temple to us to contend for a trophy of unity in the body of christ that we might bring a harvest of peace that we might go forth as those with soldiers that have our feet shod with the gospel of peace right that's what he's called us to that's what our calling is that's what our vocation is we're talking about how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, the gospel of unity, the gospel of harmony, and bring glad tidings. My friend, I think for today we're going to finish up. but I'll give you a little tidbit for episode three, talking about unity, peace, wisdom, we could put in there, an antidote for chaos. And I'm going to say, I'm going to read this again and just make a comment. We still have a few minutes. These are the verses that I wanted to get into today. Let's start with verse 7. But every one of us is given grace or empowerment by God according to the measure of the gift of Christ. See, we're each given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, okay? All right, everyone's been given the gift of a relationship with Him if you've come to know Jesus. And then we've all been given gifts we're going to read about. Verse 8, he talks about being ascending on high. Verse 9, and then descending. And he that descended is the same that ascended. See, Christ had to go away that he could unleash, as it were, gifts upon the church, upon the saints, upon those soldiers striving to bring a trophy of unity. Okay, so what did he do? He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for what? The perfecting or the completion for the work of the ministry of the building up, the edifying of the body of Christ. Why? Till we all come in, here we go again, the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or complete man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I'm going to stop there. Gifts have been given. You've been given a gift. Every man that's in a SEAL team has a certain gift or talent they use, not just by themselves, but they use it in harmony with that SEAL team to bring about one endeavor or one one goal that the team is out there trying to accomplish, in a, let's say, in a combat arena, you know? Each has a gift. Some are excellent swimmers and demolition people. Some have excellent ability with the computer. So they all work together, you know, and you've all been, we're going to get into this next week, you know, we're talking about, I want to hit it again. You've been called, you've been invited to be on God's team to achieve a trophy of unity in the body of Christ. And that means action on your part. And that means we're going to be having peace, because unity is also peace. And with peace, we have also wisdom that comes from above. We read that in James. And how are we going to accomplish that? By each of us bringing our gifts to the team and using them together. You know, Michael Jordan was a great penetrator and shooter, you know, and he could dish the ball off and do so many things. He had so many gifts. that. Other guy I talked about, his name, his last name is Kerr. I think he's a coach today. He was a great shooter. He could just shoot the eyes, you know, the eyes out of the ball, as it were. I mean, a great outside shot. And there's other people who are on that team like Dennis Rodman was one of the most prolific rebounders in all of basketball, you know? They all brought their teams, their gifts together to the team to accomplish one common goal. Next week we're going to talk about those gifts. Not everybody's an apostle. Not everybody's a prophet. Not everybody's an evangelist, pastor, teacher. But as I will show you next week, you each will have a gift to bring. And you need to be thinking about that. And next episode, we'll begin to talk on verses 8 through 16 or 17 there about bringing your gifts to the team to win that trophy of unity. Be blessed, my friend. Thank you so much for showing up to the Kingdom Corner podcast. You are a kingdom saint, a kingdom soldier, a kingdom team player. Thank you so much for attending. Be blessed. Hey, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.